Hello, and welcome to the Nick Flanagan Podcast. Nick Flanagan Weekly. Nick Flanagan Weekly is sponsored tonight by Charlie Hayden Nocturnes on Verve Records. This is not an official sponsorship. I doubt Verve Records would want anything to do with what I've got for sale. But the fact of the matter is, Charlie Hayden's Nocturnes is one of the most wonderful renditions of the series of songs, uh, melodies, that I have ever heard, and it got me through a very difficult time in my life, and um, it's soothing, and it makes you fall in love with the darkness, and realize that darkness is light, and that death is life, and that nothing ever dies. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to Nick Flan Wee. <laughs> Listen, welcome to the Nick Flan Weekly. What's your flan for the weekend? Will you be preparing flan? Or will you not be preparing flan? Oh boy, what a I can't even believe I recorded one of these yesterday. Feels like so much has happened. Last couple of days, I have to tell you, I've had a mood downturn in the mornings. I've beaten my way out of it, but oh my gosh. And it's been, you know, guilt and being down on yourself and not thinking you can get stuff done. And I don't even know, like that that little stew of feelings that winds up leading you to your bed to put your head under the covers is uh, is a risk that I felt heightened over the last couple of days. Probably because I wound up canceling doing this course and feeling guilty about that. It wasn't like a university course or anything. I mean, it's a government-paid course. Basically, that was just to help me with some skills that I just found out I can probably do through the library. So... Um, it's exciting in that regard uh, that I will be able to continue these skills. I don't know. I felt guilty. Sometimes the uncertainty is just what makes you feel guilty. Like, even doing this podcast itself is such a challenge in a way because doing it and putting it out there and then having the uncertainty of how it'll be received is painful because I don't know. And I frankly still don't know. I mean, I'm. Right now, the listener amount is making me happy. It's a good start. but And thank you for listening. But um, I don't know. I'm just in fear that I'll bore you or disappoint you. And I think that when I say you, I might be myself. Ah, this is the kind of thinking that goes through the brain of me. Um, plus, today's sadness was really attributable, the blues. I mean, I I drank last night. I other things happened, and I I ate chips like right before bed. I bought I I used my alcohol induced choice making last night to spend what I would have spent on a drink on two large packs of chips, one of which I just started eating on the way home, and that was pizza flavored Lay's. So of course I'm gonna wake up and go. You are a human garbage bag. Hello, I am your brain, 
and I'm here to tell you, right now I reside inside of a human garbage bag, filled with garbage. I don't always want to be in a garbage bag, I would much prefer it if you were a Ferrari of a body. Today you are a garbage bog. So, living in that garbage bag, as I did this morning, wasn't easy. Cheered myself by watching a movie, I'll talk about that closer to the end. Uh, thank you. People seem to be enjoying my re reviews slash recaps of Who is America. I'm going to keep doing that. Uh, we did a show last night at, at Unlovable, the bar that I used to have a monthly show at now that I'm back, bringing it back every month uh, here in Toronto. And uh, oh, it was so good. It was so funny. All the comics were so funny. Jermaine Fowler dropped in, Sandra Battellini, Natalie Norman. Chris Robinson, not the Black Crows guy. Um, who else? I don't know. Arthur Simeon, he's so hilarious. And, uh, yeah, it just was, like, full. The crowd was tentative and quiet. They basically all acted like they'd either eaten edibles or attended, like, an empathy seminar beforehand. So there was an odd difficulty to, like, three-quarters of the show. But by the time Arthur went on and closed the night and Jermaine Fowler was on, uh, it just... Everybody was in, in the pocket. And I'm so glad to do these shows. Uh, the whole point of doing these shows was I, I'd... You know, let me take you back. Let me take you all the way back, man. To... Um, when I first started going to do comedy out of Toronto... One of the first places I went was New York, and I did shows in um, Manhattan, on Ludlow, above, uh, at Pianos, as part of The Whitest Kids You Know, the sketch group had a Sunday show that was called Sunday School, and I got to perform it there, and I used to, and I loved the lineup, I loved the feel of the show, and Going to New York to these book shows in these neat bars with savvy crowds and you got paid and great comics were on them. That was what I thought needed to be the norm for a show in Toronto. The idea of the book show, the bar show, was a big deal. There were a couple of shows that were like that, don't get me wrong. But a lot of them didn't pay. And... I just wanted to add it one where we could pay. Most of the, when we were trying to do it for a long time, we couldn't pay, but lately I've really been able to pay the comics at least a little something, and it is awesome because these people are so hungry, literally. They do not have sandwich money, half of the comedians in the world. Didn't get to tell a joke yesterday that I wanted to. Actually, yesterday I came up with this, I was working on my weakness bit over the air. Didn't tell that yesterday because the crowd was too possibly not into to me for me to work out, but I also wanted to say that maybe it's a bad sign there's so many people trying to do comedy now in the world because that means there's a lot of traumatized people out there who need to express their trauma because I do think there's a lot of that to comedy, but I guess I'm biased. I had yesterday two separate people made two separate comments, one of which referred to, I don't know if he was talking about my comedy, but he kind of said it was like a TED Talk, 
which I guess I appreciate the sort of nod towards me having an intellect that relates to comparing it to a TED Talk. But man, I just want to be zinger after zinger. I want to do a Hello Dummy style Don Rickles bow, bow, bow kind of comedy act. And then a comedian on the show last night, Natalie Norman, after I performed, went up and said, she referred to me as the embodiment of depression. And then also said, she said something that does get under my skin after that. that the thing before that doesn't bother me. And nothing about Natalie bothers me, but the thing that she said that normally upsets me is she goes, yo, you don't say, Nick, you have ADHD? Oh, you don't say? Everyone goes, you know, oh yeah, I could have told you you had ADHD. Oh yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I think I've talked about that on this here podcast, but uh, when people say that to you, it's like, how come they don't, how come they never went up to you and said, hi, do you know, I think you might have ADHD. You should get tested. It's a very serious thing. Why did nobody say that? They're just waiting to be unsurprised by the news from you? I don't like it. And honestly, am I the human embodiment of depression or am I the human embodiment of whining? Send questions or comments to weeklypodcast at gmail.com, W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. <sighs> Taking a second to breathe. And if you want to play against me on the PlayStation, my name is Mr. Jicky Boy. That's Mr. Jicky Boy, M-R-J-I-C-K-Y-B-O-Y. We can play Fortnite, we can play Battlefront, we can play Overcooked. Whatever you want to play, I'll play it. Of those games. Um, yeah, so the mood downturn, I know what it is. It's just this tendency that I have to overextend myself. It's one of my biggest problems is just saying yes to too many things and then not being able to either do all of them well or any of them well or realizing close to the date you have to do something that you can't do it so you know I think some of that came up this week with with taking this course suddenly and then having to um, cancel it you know and that just made me feel like I am falling into this overextending myself trap. And, and also overextending yourself in a workaholic society, I think, is encouraged. But I don't know if the way my brain is, is good for that. I don't think there's a way to train it into being good. I mean, I was talking about the new generation of the teens and the tweens and the kids. Um, just the fact they can... If you watch some of these people streaming Fortnite, they're like playing music... Well, they're talking, well, they're playing a game that requires focus. I don't know how they're doing all three. They've mastered some element of their ADHD, which they may or may not have. But if you're needing that much stimulation all at once, something's up. I mean, it's a, that's the other thing that's amazing to me about the right now is that I think we live in a society that's highly shaped by people with... ADD brains, but it's not a society that's necessarily built for people with those kinds of brains. The values that we talk about, the expectations. So, at the same time, there are elements of it that are, you know, bipolarity. When people are manic, a lot of the time that 
behavior is wildly encouraged by um, society. And I shouldn't even say bipolarity because I think that ADD or Asperger, anything, you can get into a manic state and there will be crossover with bipolar behavior. So there's probably misdiagnosis there. I don't know. I'm not a neurologist, but I would like to talk to one. If you know a neurologist or an expert in this kind of stuff, (laughs) I'm going to put my clown hat on. Time to clown around. Let's clown around. Are you down to clown? This morning I was not down to clown. I was down. I needed a clown. And because I had no immediate plans besides trying to write this podcast and, you know, record the podcast in a decent amount of time, I uh, turned on the tube and I watched something called Bright Lights. (laughs) Y'all know Bright Lights? Bright Lights is an HBO movie about Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher's relationship, and it's a documentary. It's about an hour and a half, and it was exactly what I needed this morning. Just watching Debbie Reynolds, who's like a damaged, weird person who clearly wanted her daughter to be an extension of herself, and Carrie Fisher, who's got this mental stuff, you know, monkey on her back, and powering through and hyper intelligent and really funny. Debbie Reynolds is kind of funny too. It was there was something so encouraging about it because there, you know, Carrie Fisher is so forgiving of the people in her life, whether it's her father or her mother. But her mother isn't even necessarily worthy of uh, needing forgiveness because it sounds like when Debbie Reynolds realized that Carrie Fisher had these mental health things that. She viewed it quite seriously and started treating her through that prism. So there was something really cool about it. I mean, obviously they both died at the same time. I'm reading a book now about the relation between, you know, trauma, repressed trauma and pain that can be caused. So I guess when they say die of a broken heart, that's ultimately what it is. I'm just laughing because I'm like, why isn't it working for me as a comedian? And it's probably because, well, you want to talk about repressed trauma killing old celebrities. So the first problem is you want the first problem is you want to talk about Debbie Reynolds. Nobody wants to hear some guy talk talk about like <laughs> a straight guy who only knows a few things about Debbie Reynolds talk about Debbie Reynolds. But that's what you're hearing. Look, I just got cheered up by this documentary and their relationship together. And I think that if all famous people had that level of studied empathy, intelligence, culture might be a bit bit different. Culture. The monolithic term culture. All right. Friends, folks. I think it's pretty much what I wanted to say. I could keep rambling, but why should I bother? There's no point.
we've got things to do, places to go, other podcasts to listen to, music to listen to, music like Nocturnes by Charlie Hayden. Please look into my friend Allison Baker's bands, The Dirty Ghost, band The Dirty Ghosts. Dirty Ghosts are a great band. They're on Bandcamp. They have two releases. Check them out. Most recent was Metal Moon. Listen to Metal Moon. Watch Hot Package by D. Eric Beckles on Adult Swim. Hot Package. <laughs> That's not the name of his show. That's the name of his old show. Watch Derek Beckles' new show, Mostly for Millennials, that he made with Eric Andre. It's on Adult Swim. It's craziness. You'll love it. You'll love it. You'll love it. Okay, friends. It's been a treat. NickFlanagan.bandcamp.com at NickFlanaganWeekly on Twitter at the Flans on Twitter. If you have any ideas for the podcast, weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Send that in. I want to know what you think. I'm going to have guests on this soon. I'm thinking of making some changes. We're going to have a theme. Thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Have a great everything. <laughs>